Greetings, everybody. This is a Travel Addict podcast where you can hear candid stories and discussions about business and adventure travel from around the world with activities such as trekking, diving, camping, driving, cruising, and just plain chilling out somewhere. We talk about lots of experiences in places all over the world, including the grand, the remote, the edgy, the risque, and ones of questionable merit. Education, fulfillment, and wonder enrich our lives. And of all the books in the world, the best stories are found between the pages of a passport. Stay tuned. Just want to give a quick mention to the company called Feedspot. You can track them down on the web at podcasts.feedspot.com. What they've just gone and done is named the Travel Addict Podcast, which is me, of course, as one of the top podcasts in the category of midlife travel podcasts, which is great. There is hope for me yet. So many thanks to those guys. Appreciate it. Hello, everybody. Malcolm Teasdale here, the Travel Addict. Hope you're doing all right. Now, you know, recently I did a couple of podcasts which were talking about Norway and the Nordics in general. Now, I'm going to do one today. It's about the country of Sweden, because I've spent a few nights there, specifically in Stockholm. Great place. So if you're up in that neck of the woods, it's worth spending a few nights there. Now, yeah, it's just me talking today, just to let you know, probably in the next week or so, we'll be having guests back in the studio and uh, quizzing them people about their experiences on the road. Some interesting guests coming up, so keep tuned for that. So, yeah, I've been to Stockholm a few times. Now, my first visit there was a direct flight from Riga, which is the capital of Latvia. And I got on a Norwegian Airlines flight, which seemed confusing at first. And I thought for a moment that we may be going on to Oslo instead of Stockholm. Now, Stockholm Airport is about 25 miles from the city centre. And when I got there, it was early morning. So uh, it was out of the pink traffic time, which was good. So I took what they call the Alanda Express train from Stockholm Airport into the city centre. Train runs every 15 minutes, and uh, the uh, station is appropriately located. It's very easy to get anywhere in the city uh, via taxi. Now, my target at the time was the island of Gamla Stam. It is home to the city's old town. Now, it's connected to the mainland, or where the train station is, which is the mainland, um, by bridges. So it's very easy to get to. Now, what piqued my interest there, I booked in a, into a hotel called the Victory Hotel. Now, this hotel was named after the British Navy hero, Admiral Lord Nelson, and his ship, the HMS Victory which he's remembered for because of the famous Battle of Trafalgar. Now, of course, we have Trafalgar Square in London, where his statue is on the top of that big, large pillar. This hotel is not massive. I suppose it's classed as a boutique hotel, but it's really super looking. Now, all the rooms in this hotel were named after Swedish ship captains from the past. Now, my room was a Captain Walgren. Fine gentleman, I heard. <laughs> anyway, 
together with the hotel I was staying in and the Lord Nelson and Lady Hamilton boutique hotels, three of them contain the world's fifth largest collection of marine artifacts, which is actually incredible. And a lot of them are from the HMS Victory. You know, why they landed up in Sweden, I don't know, but obviously a business move, obviously by someone who was British, had an association with Sweden, maybe. Now, with the hotel, room was quite nice and uh, comfortable, that's the main thing, but in this great location because I could walk everywhere. Now, I did not eat at the hotel uh, because after looking at the menu, I thought, you know, I'm not sure if I like this. I did have breakfast, but, you know, such items as aged picnics and deep-fried lamb testicles were on the menu. Now, I asked the waiter there, how old is the picnic? Well, he couldn't, in fact, tell me. Now, deep-fried lamb testicles, hmm. Not so sure. And then I suppose I could have added some hot sauce and it would have been just fine. So anyway, I didn't need to do that. So there's obviously British pubs all around Stockholm. So uh, it doesn't matter. But those weird kinds of food, maybe that was a food of choice back in the time of Nelson's days at sea. Now, in the city of Stockholm, there are about 100 museums. Two of them piqued my interest one of uh, which was a tribute to the world-famous Aberman, you know, and they're still doing stuff today, which is really admirable. And the other one is dedicated to Alfred Noble. Now, the Aber Museum is, or was a 45-minute, actually very nice walk from my hotel. So it was across the bridge from Gamlestam onto the mainland, take a right turn, and along the harbour, and I landed up at the Aber Museum. And all well, the streets are spotlessly clean there. And uh, I did stop uh, once or twice at a coffee shop, which was quite nice. So when I got to the ABBA Museum, after an hour of reminiscing about those great ABBA songs from the 70s and 80s, you know, you know what they sound like, and looking at their numerous awards and recording studio, I stopped for afternoon tea at the Grand Hotel, which is probably the, the main hotel in Stockholm. Excellent afternoon tea. I'm British, of course, so that goes down really well. Now, the Nobel Museum was just around the corner from my accommodation, my hotel. Now, all of the Nobel Awards are presented in Stockholm, except one. I bet you can't guess which one it is. It's the Nobel Peace Prize. It is awarded in Oslo, Norway. And they've got a specific building for that in Oslo, because when I was there last time, I saw it. What else did I do there? I visited Tischka Kikan, which is an old German church that was built in the 14th century when the neighborhood was populated by German merchants and craftsmen, as they needed a place for their religious services. Now, one of the hidden dangers in the city is ice forming on the rooftops. Now, some of the rooftops are very high. Now, since I was there at the end of October, it was cold enough for large chunks of ice to form on rooftops. Now, it could be pretty fatal if it warmed up a little bit. The ice, big chunks of ice, could drop from 30 or 40 feet. And if you were on the wrong place at the wrong time, it could be bad news. But luckily, they do have a maintenance crew. 
What if they're called ice technicians? I've just thought. They're out on the street to block off areas why they eliminate the danger of big ice blocks. Now, in general, you rarely hear anything bad about Stockholm on the news. They've had a couple of shaky times, but you don't hear anything really bad with regards to crime, riots, political upheavals, or anything like that. But, you know, they're always in the top. As I mentioned from my previous podcast, they're always high up in the ratings for the world indexes for happiness, living standards, quality of life. And Scandinavian countries are always in these categories, high up, usually in the top 10. Now, saying that, it's possible in the winter months, maybe not a factor in this decision-making process, right? Probably they didn't do the survey at that time of the year. Now, one of my most recent visits was on a cruise ship for one of my lecture engagements. So, the scenery on approach to the city was spectacular as a ship navigated through the Stockholm archipelago, which was beautiful. So I was asked to go to the captain's bridge while everyone stood out on the deck. It, yeah, it was a sunny day, chilly. And I was talking about the Stockholm archipelago, and it was broadcasted all over the ship. Now, the archipelago around Stockholm consists of 25 thousand small islands that extends from the city which is 37 miles eastwards to the baltic sea now i gotta be honest with you is that right i don't know i only counted 23,478 but i'm just joking when i say that now many of these islands are populated with small communities there may be a small hotel or just a single residence there some of them were even uninhabited Now, the vast majority of houses owned in this area are owned by Swedish nationals, and the area consists of about 50,000 holiday homes. Seems like an ideal place to get away from it all. It's just peaceful, beautiful, breathtaking scenery, and people can go there and just boat, fish, hike, maybe swimming, temperature permitting, that is. Now, many residences are homes of poets, writers, artists, and academics. Now, the two main uh, lyric composers for ABBA, Benny Anderson and Bjorn Uvalius, wrote the majority of ABBA's hit songs from a small cabin out there in the archipelago. Difficult to know which one it was, but it obviously put them in this sort of created frame of mind. So that was good. Now, Sweden is, of course, one of the least polluted countries in the world, mainly because of the absence of heavy industry. It's now one of the fastest growing regions, but it's also high up on what we call the Good Country Index, where they embrace science and technology to live a better life for everyone. A bit of snippet of information, Swedish meatballs, delicious as they may be, but they were not invented in Sweden. But where were they invented, I may ask? Well, actually, in the country of Turkey. Well, just a little brief history coming up of Stockholm. Oh, by the way, the daylight hours throughout the year are either between 6 or 18 hours. In 1998, it was the capital, European capital of culture, by the way, you know. But a bit of history. Yes, it's been sparsely populated during the Ice Age, and it was settled in the Stone Age, uh, but the official founding date was 1252 by a gentleman called Berger Jarl, J-A-R-L. 
Now, Stockholm itself rose to prominence from the Baltic trade with something called the Hanseatic League, which is an alliance with North German towns. The population increased at that time to about 10,000, but they enjoyed a lot of industrial growth in the 17th century and became sort of a European power. Yes, as all cities, as all countries in the world, you know, they had their good times and bad times, but the Black Plague killed 36% of the population when it came by, the world's most deadliest plague in history. Now, when King Gustav came to the throne, King Gustav III, the city thrived, you know, in the 1770s to 1792. And, you know, it enjoyed a lot of population growth. And by the end of 1900, less than 40% of the people were actually born in Stockholm, but they're outside of Stockholm. So it was expanding to other parts of the city. Now, Stockholm, what is it about today? They have big employers. Information technology is big. High-tech jobs. They have big employers there. IBM, Ericsson's, Electrolux. It's home to some of Europe's top-ranking universities. We know about the Nobel Prize Awards. And the Swedish government is also based in Stockholm. It has the world's largest fibre network, fibre optic network, and home to three of Sweden's World Heritage Sites, you know, four daily newspapers, and at the time it was home to the world's best-selling video game. You may have heard of this called Minecraft. I'm not familiar with that, but restaurants has about a thousand. So, you know, it's all good. And they have certain rules there, but some of the inventions that they have made there, dynamite, for example, Celsius, the Celsius scale. I know in North America we think of Fahrenheit, but in Europe they talk about the Celsius and in a lot of other countries as well. Celsius was invented in uh, Stockholm, Sweden. And the pacemaker, absolutely, the pacemaker, how about that? What else? Famous people from Sweden, Ingrid Bergman, Phil, Max von Saito, the film and Margaret, Carnal Knowledge, I think she was in the movie, Greta Garbo, and uh, what else? Bjorn Borg for tennis, and of course, Abba. And um, here's a guy you remember Rocky Four movie and The Expendables, Dolph Lundgren. Ellen Lordegren was the ex wife of Tiger Woods, and Stieg Larsson, who was a famous author there. So these are all famous people. Lena Olin was a famous actress as well. And Michael Nyquist, who was an actor in Mission Impossible, and John Wick. And Zlatan Ibrahimovic is one of the most famous football players in the world. A bit older now, fabulous soccer player, very sort of flamboyant. Anyway, it's a good country. It is worth a visit. And, you know, even if you go there sort of October, maybe a thin layer of snow there, but... It is a nice place. People are friendly and welcoming, and there is plenty to see. And if you do get the urge, go and stay in the old town because it's easy to walk around. And if you want a small boutique hotel to stay in, go and stay in the Victory Hotel. You'll love it, but don't eat the fried uh, lamb's testicles, will you? Or if you do, please let me know what they're like. Anyway, that's about it. Just thought I'd let you know a little bit about the great city of Stockholm in the country of Sweden. 
give it a visit if you're in that neck of the woods, folks. Thanks for joining me. See you later. Bye. Many thanks for joining me today. This is Malcolm Teasdale signing off. Before I do, please check out my website, MalcolmJTeasdale.com, for more information about my travels around the world. Okay, folks, talk to you later. Bye for now. Stay safe. Thank you.